Welcome to episode 97 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. We're just a few weeks away from the 100th episode of Stageworthy, which will be released on October 31st. Episode 100 is a pretty significant milestone in the life of any podcast, and I'm super proud to have reached it. In the coming weeks, you'll see some special posts celebrating the 100th episode on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can find Stageworthy on all three platforms at StageworthyPod. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast to get the latest episode delivered right to your device. You can find Stageworthy on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear and you want to help me celebrate the 100th episode, please consider leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts. Ratings and comments help new listeners find the show. My guest this week is Nigel Sean Williams. Nigel is an actor and director, the former co-artistic director of the Factory Theatre, and a four-time Dora Award winner. He is currently directing Cahoots Theatre and Obsidian Theatre's Other Side of the Game by Amanda Paris, opening October 14th at Aki Studio in Toronto. How's it? How's it coming? Uh, it's it's coming it's coming along really well now. Now mm-hmm. that we've uh, in our third week, we've yeah. moved into uh, into a new space where the where the design actually fits in. We were at Cahoots. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah Cahoots yeah. is like it's a lovely space, but just the stage doesn't fit there. <coughs> it's right around the corner. From yeah, you. from you. Yeah, yeah. So we were doing two weeks of like you know needing to mm-hmm. bust out. Now we're in a like a bigger space and yeah, yeah. I can yeah. actually work on timings and. And it's good for the actors because they can actually really breathe and get into it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what can you tell me about the other side of the game? Um, what can I tell you about it? It's a, <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a fantastically well crafted play by Amanda Paris, and mm-hmm. it investigates uh, uh, it, it investigates this 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 cycle of um, of criminal injustice against young young blacks and. Um, but also, but really, it's what what toll it it has on on, on black women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this uh, you know this revolving door of going in and out of jail, right? right but right. it's but it, in 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 that same light, it, it it investigates it investigates street and hood culture. Okay, and um, and I think that there's a we you know generally have a, a very stereotypical uh, you know like view of what that is, mm-hmm. and and uh, and it investigates what what ride or die uh, really means, like mm-hmm. that culture of uh, but that's that's devotion and loyalty and and love. It's not just uh, it's not just integrated with you know with, with with drugs and violence and criminality. You know mm. it's a it's a it's 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 much more closer than that. It's family, yeah. but at the same time, she the, the play is fantastic, but because it also goes goes into it investigates the 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 nineteen seventies and the very little known civil rights uh, movement that was happening in Toronto, and and it talks about activism, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a great mirror of the activism that was happening in Toronto in. Uh, in the seventies and, but where we are now and it's, it, I think it's asking questions of, of, are we learning from history? Uh, why are we repeating the same thing? But it doesn't just put a mirror on the, on the black culture and the black community. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a larger, larger issue for all Mm -hmm. of us. It's interesting because, um, my, my perception of, of black culture is a little bit, uh, excuse me, my brother, my brother is black. 
So um, I've sort of had a mirror, but I haven't had obviously the same experiences as he has. I've right. never been pulled over for driving while black or right. anything like that. He's is it ado- are you adopted or is it like he's mixed adopted. race? He's, he's adopted, adopted, right? So, okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's you know the, our experiences are different, and I there's things I see and there's things I don't see. But it's sort of interesting because I think that that white Canada doesn't think of the thing of the the incarceration of black men mm. as a, as a as an American problem. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. they think we think about the civil rights movement as an American problem, or, because, or an American movement. Yeah, because we <laughs> I don't think it was a problem. No, 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 no. no, no. Problem was the wrong. Was Sorry, the wrong. I know. Just fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like it was we allow ourselves to be smug as white Canadians in a way that um, allows us to ignore the racism that exists because it's not mm-hmm. as overt as in America, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, you know, like I think that the, like I'm, I'm coming to more and more of an understanding that we should actually stop comparing uh, our, our racial history in Canada and the United States. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're, 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 they're linked. Absolutely. And there's, you know, and there's, there, you know, there's a, there's, there's, there's veins and there's, there's tissue that are, that are connected, but, but the, the history is completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, and you're right that I think that Canada has a very, a very uh, safe and, and smug and, um, dishonest, uh, uh, memory of, 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 mm-hmm. uh, of racism and yeah. and slavery in yeah, this yeah. country and and therefore you know and therefore this the the the, the this the systemic uh, feeling of racism that 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 uh, that I that whites have mm-hmm. against black or people of color I think it's 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 larger it's it's it I think it becomes more we have to kind of talk about and investigate a colonial patriarchy yeah you know I think yeah. that it, it has everything to do you know centuries and centuries of of European countries. Uh, taking over cultures and making it their own, and and dehumanizing, uh, uh, you know, those who live who lived on that land. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of whether we 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 talk about uh, indigenous people or or Africans yeah. or even like the Spanish or mm-hmm. you know, it, there's 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 the, the Chinese and mm-hmm. like years and years ago. And I think that I think that 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 when when we talk of uh, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it. I, I believe it's, it's different than white supremacists. Yes. Like I think yeah, that yeah. We, 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 historically have had this ideal of, of white supremacy. Yes. And, and I think that that is what we kind of need to work on, and, and, yeah. you know, and, and investigating and, and, and activating the, the silent liberal majority mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of, of whites who. You know, and I think that we're we're starting to see it with this whole with this whole uh, NFL and, and kneeling thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's that question of well, where where were these other players, white and black, and yeah, yeah. of other color? That where were they four days before Toronto, uh, Donald Trump spoke? And mm-hmm. and that's that's it's interesting to talk about, and it's interesting to bring up. But you know, like I think that that is steeped in. They were they might have been there ready, but what what activated them? You yeah. know, like I think we have to talk yeah. about what is what is our what is activism activism to us personally mm-hmm. and individually? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bit of a roundabout uh, yeah, yeah, conversation. Because yeah. it's interesting when you talk about the separating of uh, the discussion uh, from the American experience and the Canadian. It's so difficult to do that when so much of our culture in Canada mm-hmm. is, and infected is the wrong word, but infected by American 
culture in TV, movies, and all these other things. Yeah, it's so, totally the right word. Yeah, we, yeah. Can, we, we can barely remove ourselves. When you have people who you know, are in, in, in some places in Canada who are wearing Make America Great Again hats, like mm-hmm. they can't separate themselves from the American experience. It's a it's a strange phenomenon that we're or, stuck in this. Yeah, or they don't, or they don't want to. But I yeah. think that has everything to do with one of the one of the one of the um, aspects of this play that that I think that Amanda Paris uh-huh. is bringing up is that we we really have to we have have to uh, learn from our history, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and um, and I think until. Uh, the Canada has to learn from its own history mm-hmm. before it can take on another, another country's history. Yeah, and yeah. and it, and I think that Canada's uh, Canadians uh, need to need to own their own history, look at it, uh, uh, delve into it in and of itself, mm-hmm. and and learn, heal, uh, act upon, and then we can we can cast aspersions or 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 look at comparisons and yeah. things like that. You know, but you know, but it it is it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a complex issue. Like it's not uh-huh. necessarily easier said than done, because in a lot of ways, we just like the civil rights movement, the the movement, the civil rights movement in Canada uh, learned from the civil rights movement in in, in uh-huh. the United States of America, and uh, and took many cues from it, but also learned a lot of what was working, but was what what wasn't working. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it becomes, but then it becomes, uh, then the conversation becomes generational, you know, mm-hmm. like what is, you know, a, an activist who learned, who lived through the civil rights movement in the United States in the sixties comes to Canada in the seventies and eighties and is now having a conversation with a 21 year old activist who thinks that, uh, that has not learned anything and thinks that violence and, and, uh, disruption is, is the way to go. Right, right, right. You know? And so yeah. it's, it's. Hmm. It's an, mm. it's a it's a it's a it's a very delicate cycle. Are there things that you've learned from this play that you didn't know? Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. that's why I, I love theater. That's why mm. I love directing. I, I'm I'm very much aware of how much I don't know, and um, I learned a lot about uh, I learned a lot about uh, about the about Toronto civil rights movement, mm. and and um, I'm learning a, a great deal about uh, about the intricacies of um, uh, the uh, you know like. The Black Lives Matter movement, and right. um, you know, I I think that I I I am very much as guilty as anyone else about um, hearing a certain amount of information uh, from the news and uh, and then not seeking more information mm-hmm. about certain mm-hmm. subjects. And yeah, and uh, and that's yeah, absolutely. I, I I thank Amanda very much for for opening up my appetite to learn more about. Uh, about Toronto's history and mm. the black community in, 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 tr- in Toronto and how we've, and how we've grown. Yeah. But also, also very, uh, also like, uh, like uh, small uh, amounts of history, like talking about Buddy Evans and Albert Johnson, which is not so far away. Um, but these, uh, these, these systemic and, and, uh, constant, uh, black men that are targeted and killed and, mm-hmm. and we, we don't necessarily always put that front and center and it's easier for the news, the news to talk about the, the mental state of that black man rather than why was it necessary to put Uh three bullets in him? Yeah. 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 Uh, Hmm. (laughs) Um, It's a cheery topic. Yes. Well, but you know, the thing is, the thing is that like, these are, 
it's it, these are conversations that that we as Canadians need to have. They're necessary conversations. They are absolutely necessary conversations, and um, it's been really easy. And you know, I remember I was in uh, a few years ago. I was in New York, and there was just as the Black Lives Matter movement was really sort of starting, just after the Eric Garvey mm. uh, killing, and there was a massive protest when we were there, and uh, it was moving through the streets of New York and my girlfriend at the time, we were sort of like found, found ourselves in the middle of it. And we caught ourselves with white smugness, white Canadian smugness. Like, isn't it great that we live in a country where this stuff doesn't happen? Right. And where not the protest, but that, you know, black men are not being killed in this way. Right. Because of course we, it's not in the news. It's not something that we hear about all the time. It's, and I, we walked away feeling like we allowed ourselves to feel really smug. And it was only a little while later that we started to, started to think about the truth of it. I started having conversations with my brother about, about his experience and things like that. And I realized that it's not, you know, it's, it's not, but we, we have, we allow ourselves as white Canadians to just sort of like feel like, oh, that doesn't happen here because it doesn't yeah. happen to us. But it does, you know, and that does. And it's yeah. just, it's, you know, like it, it's, it's a, it's the, it's the amount that mm-hmm. it happens is, is, yeah. is probably not as, in, you know, as told as much in, in, yeah. in, the, in the U.S. I don't think that the, you know, maybe the, like the, the overt friction is, mm-hmm. is, is not there. But also, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that our, the, the, the the history and the way that the I think the, the United States of America is 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 steeped in in a, a certain attitude towards race. Mm-hmm. I you know I don't I, I just want to make sure that we don't get into uh, or I don't uh, I want to make sure that 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 uh, that all police officers are not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, and the yeah. and the and the. Uh, you know, one one has to uh, you know appreciate the you know the the, the men and the men and women who who you know can uh-huh. count to five before yeah. making it like a reaction. You know, uh-huh. and, and um, uh, but there's there there are there are uh, shootings often uh-huh. and yeah. uh, brutality as yeah. you know as that's you know like the one that happened in the in the news in Durham and then they were yeah. like, well, why wasn't the SIU called? And, yeah. but, yeah. uh, but I think that if we, if we start turning, uh, opening the newspaper and turning to page six or seven, mm-hmm. we'll actually, actually, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll find that, that yeah. news story and, and, uh, and, and they're there, but yeah. they're, they're not front, they're not front and no. center because, uh, because it's not important. And yeah. I think that the, and I think that the, 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 the barometer pressure, of people of color in the world mm-hmm. is getting to going to a point where uh, where the where the conversation is being forced to change, mm-hmm. and I think that that's exactly where the the temperature was with the Black Lives Matter uh, protest at the at the Pride Parade yeah, last year, yeah. and and it's and it's uh, and it's not waiting it's not waiting for uh, for uh, for 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 white privilege or or, or whites to uh, to sit down and say we're ready to talk, mm-hmm. right? I think the conversation has to change, but there's a lot of people who are getting tired of having the same freaking conversation. You know, you it's know, it's similar to race. the the conversation. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of diversity panels. Yeah, um, where we have this, it's sort of the same. We have the same conversation. Yeah, it's diversity panel. We talk about you know how do we get 
how do we get more people of color into the theater? How do we have more and more stages? And we have the same conversation over and over. Yeah, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. it's frustrating. And I, yeah. I'm, you know, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not even the one who should be really tired of having that conversation because, you know, uh, people of color should be like, why are we? And they are. Why are we waiting for this? Because often those things are put on by um, predominantly white. Uh, theaters and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I think really like if like, how do you, how do you have more, uh, more artists of uh, color in your company? How do you have more, uh, more uh, administrative uh, staff representing? Yeah. Well, the answer is just, you hire them. Can I swear? Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The, 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 the answer is fucking do it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The answer is, is just, is just stop talking about it and look at the world in, in color. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think that if certain organizations were, were really, uh, passionate mm-hmm. about, about, uh, about inclusiveness, then they should look at the leadership in their company. Yeah. Um, and if the, if, if it's, if it's coming from an, an artistic point of view, then just fucking do it. Yeah. Then, you know, that just look, look at things differently. Um, but there is still, I think that there's, I think people are very like nervous about, mm-hmm. Oh, what if I do it wrong? Well, we'll do it wrong. Make a mistake, you know, but have, have, have a conversation one-on-one maybe with someone that you, that you respect, yeah. you know, like, you know, talk to Nina Lee Aquino about something specific, not and not in a broad, mm-hmm. not in a broad way, because, you know, N- Nina's getting tired of the, of the conversation. Like, look what factory theaters, they're just doing it. Yeah. 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 They're Absolutely. just doing it. There's no conversation. No, there's no just, fucking conversation, just yeah. you know, cause she's, she's just doing it. Yeah. But you know, it's just that she does, she sees the world the way that the world should be. Yeah. And also, and also it's, 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 it's acting in a way and, and, and having values and principles artistically in, in a way that you, that you see color. You don't deny it. Yes. You know, because yeah. the, 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 the one thing that, that burns me is, 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 is when sim- someone says colorblind casting. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And it, and that only comes from, from the white side of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, artists yeah. of color want to be seen. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be cast in, I don't want to be cast in a restoration play. Um, uh, and, and, and my, you know, I'm, I'm not going to act white. I'm not going to pretend yeah, yeah. that I'm yeah. white. You know, but at the same time, there's no reason why, uh, you know, we can't be in like, uh, I'm just, just out of my ass, like death of a salesman. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you and I could just be, could be brothers. Yeah. Like there's, you yeah. know, like it's just, it, you know, there's, you can, you can expand the, like the story, yeah. the story, but at the same time, at the same time, uh, you just, just have to be fucking smart about it. Yeah. But, yeah. but, there's such a fear, I think, of, of, of making mistakes. So there's nothing going to, no one's going to learn. No one's going to learn from anything else. You just try, make a mistake, do yeah. something. Some, then, then we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, and, and then at least you will have tried. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But doing, but doing nothing is, 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 is cowardice. Yeah. And, and having the same conversation is, is boring. It, the same conversation lets, lets, uh, a lot of white people feel better. At least we're having the conversation. But, you know, last time I saw uh, Nina Lee Aquino at one of those things, she was done. Yeah. Like, she's tired of this conversation. Yeah. And so she should be. Mm-hmm. Because she has a conversation and nothing happens. Artists of color, artists of color, uh, you know, and I I can't, I, you know, I have so much respect for Nina. 
and her patience for not punching people in their throats like years and years ago. But it's sure it is our responsibility to continue to educate, mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to like to t- take a breath. And it's like absolutely, this is where this is what what you should do. But the thing is, like, yeah, after a while, it gets really, really fucking tiring mm-hmm. of saying the same thing over and over again to the same people over yes. and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so and so that that the. the I'm glad that the conversation was being had and, but now the conversation needs to change because, because the, the, the diversity, diversity committees are, uh, I, I don't understand what, there's nothing active about the word, you know, diversity, like, no, like, no, no, no. like it's, you know, like you can be inclusive, like use, just do something that is active, yeah. you know, like a, a diversity committee is, you know, I'd say this to, I used to say this to Nina when we were hanging out a lot together working at the factory is that, is that, is that diversity became, has, has become a word like innovation. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything no. anymore. Yeah. It, I don't, I don't know how, how you, how you act upon that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying to be innovative. Yes. Everyone is trying to be diverse. Yeah. So it's, so I don't, I, I, I don't know what, like that, that conversation has to change. Mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the title on that conference card of that program of that 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 little talk for two and a half hours has to change yeah you know well it's interesting because these these panels they end and then everybody goes away feeling good we had the conversation but not everyone feels good about going away from it sorry yes i know to be to be to be be correct (laughs) thank you um but like you know a bunch of people walk away feeling good a lot of people some bunch of people walk away feeling frustrated but there's no action that comes out of it if you're Mm going to have the conversation if you're going to have the real conversation, like when you go into a meeting at, at, at work, you leave with action items. Yes, absolutely. And we leave without action items. So everything stays at the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless there's actionables and then there's like follow up. Yeah. You know, then like, then when should we follow up to make sure that, that this theater company is, is, is doing this? What, what is it that you want to do? Yeah. Uh, to, to change things. And mm-hmm. so, so, all right, let's all witness th- this action mm-hmm. and let's have you, uh, let's have you put that into place in how does nine months sound? Yeah. All right. So we'll get together in 11 months and see how you're doing. Yeah. All right. And then, and then, and then therefore, what are, what is the actions if you, if you fail or if you've, if you've, if, if you haven't come through? Yeah. 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 Public now magazine shaming, stage worthy shaming. Well, fuck yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, it, you know, it's, it, we should be shaming when, when that sort of stuff happens, you know, Um, just to, to change gears a little bit, because I want to, this is this is this is a great conversation, but there's other things that I want to ask you about, yeah. and a lot of that because one of the things I like to examine on the podcast is um, the reasons why people go into this world of theater. Like, why? What is it that draws you into theater? Do you remember what it was that made you first want to do it? That made me like made me like like to pursue it professionally as in like as in when did when did I decide I wanted to go to university? Well, let's for go it before and, that. Let's go before that. What was your first exposure to theater? As uh, like, what made you want to perform? Um, and I'm just going back now because I'm you know, I'm 88 years old. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I'm in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I'm just like uh, you know any other any other artist that I had a. I had a, a, there was a teacher in high school that I went to, I went to Dunbarton High School in Pickering and, uh, in grade 10, um, there was, uh, they, they, they offered theater classes mm. and, and, but also at that time, um, there, they had theater sports at lunch. Oh shit, really? And yeah, yeah. 
I went to I went to high school with um with uh with this guy Phil Nickel and I'm not sure Phil Nickel was I'm not sure if you remember this that comedy troupe called Corky and the Juice Pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I Sean, do, like I Sean, do, yeah. And where Sean Cullen came yeah. from. Like Phil like Phil and and um and Sean uh uh and Greg Neal and Joe Costa, they they all went to the University of Windsor, right? right, right. Anyway, I'm going I'm going ahead. But but Phil Nickel was in my high school and he he was doing theater sports uh with um uh, with uh, Fred visit like Chris Coombs and this Barry Davis was his name, but but Frank Luke Frank Luke was the was the was the theater teacher, mm-hmm. and he made space for mm. all this. He made space for theater sports, and he made space for uh, for this uh, for uh, theater arts courses that you could take from grade ten all the way uh, through grade thirteen. Back mm. then, when there was yeah, yeah. grade thirteen, mm. and um, and I think it was just the that type of enthusiasm that that. Frank Luke had, but also he did. He he really really gave a shit about theater, and mm. he he loved theater. But I he, think he really loved how it activated uh, uh, young uh, young people, mm. um, and it got them out of their shells. Yeah. And I I don't know. I I really can't remember why it. Like I think it's because I was just sort of I liked English. I liked uh, I you know I liked uh, uh, stories, and I just kind of got um, I just got a fell into it uh-huh. and and then i think as theater school went on i realized that there was a there was there's a community there uh-huh. there's a community of like-minded people who who liked silliness and danger yeah. and putting yourself on the line but also telling stories and um having the interaction of a communication between uh and 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 a performer and an audience and yeah. that immediacy that that never happens again um, that it's that it's it's a it's it, in a lot of ways the theater theater is a is one of the most fleeting arts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like all, all performing arts, like performing arts is is a fleeting art. Yeah. Like it's it's like that that moment in time is 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 happens and it's done. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. Where you get where you get that and and that's something really exciting and I think that is as I got older probably it I could I could maybe articulate it but I think that when I was younger it was it was just gut instinct mm. about what I'd like to, to do yeah. and what I didn't want to do. I don't think I, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist anymore. Mm. And did um, you start, did you start wanting to be? An I think I, yeah, I think I was, I was just, I, I've, I've always just been fascinated with the eye, ah, yeah, yeah. um, with the biology, but also just, I think it's just a fascinating thing that we can see. Mm. Um, and I'm fascinated by, uh, by, uh, but, but, by the individuals who cannot see and what the, and this, the, the the biological technology of the of the eye anyway yeah. sorry but um uh yeah and then I and just like many people I had a, a huge battle with my parents mm. when I wanted to go to university and um and I ended up uh, uh just you know winning and I went to the University of Windsor and 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 I I just think that it, it I I it was one of those things that I don't know whether or not. I was thinking, okay, so if I, I don't suck at this, I don't suck at this, or people who have not told me outright yeah, yeah. that I don't completely suck at this. So I, but I just kind of, I fell in love with, uh, I fell in love with the, I think the community of artists, and then I fell in love with what the art is. Right. If that makes any sense, it makes perfect sense. Were you were you born in Pickering? No, no, I'm, I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. I'm, okay, I'm okay. Jamaican. When did you uh, find yourself in Pickering? Oh, we moved to. Durham, I think, 
Oh, we moved like a, quite a bit. I can. Yeah. I was in East End or like Scarborough, West uh, Hill, okay. and then like Ajax, Pickering, yeah. and it's always been always been like the the East. Yeah, I was Ajax for uh, like ten years. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's funny because you know I went to Ajax High School. So oh, really? Yeah. Of course. I went to St. Bernadette's. Oh shit! Yes. You were I like right next door. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, like yeah. Yeah, my yeah. By the, by that time, my sister was in my sister was in Ajax High, right? And then my and my brother and I were still in in grade school. But yeah. I think we only lasted in in that Catholic school for like two years. Wow. But it, but even when we were moving, once I got to high school, mm-hmm. I think I just said to my parents, like, I I'm not changing schools anymore. No, because changing yeah. schools is rough, and in high school, you really kind of need like you need to stay there. For yeah, yeah. But when we were when I went to Dumbarton, we were still moving from Pickering to Ajax. Okay. But I just stayed at I just stayed at uh, yeah. at that high school. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that you know if you're an Ajax high school person. Um, like I remember Dumbarton being like the the rival school. <laughs> yes, you know it was just like and, and, of, and yeah, because, of, of rough hoodlums. And, I know and theater but artists. It's fun. It's, what's funny? I don't even remember. You know, I don't even remember. There was no reason for no, it. No, it was they were the high school. We played them in football. Yeah, football. Yeah. I didn't even really yeah. give a shit about football, but everybody was like. Everybody had a thing, so I immediately oh the rival school. Yeah, right? I played football. Like, yeah, I did. I didn't play high school. I played for the. I've played for the Pickering Bay, Bay Dolphins. <laughs> I like in that league. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason in high school, I, I, I mm. well for many, I had no interest in freaking high school football. No, I played volleyball. Anyway, yeah. And they digress. Yes. To Durham. Well, you know, you're getting a bunch of Ajax kids together, and what exactly. are we going to talk about? Um, when did you figure out that this is what you were going to do? Like when you were going to go to university for it, and this was your calling. When did it become something that you did, that you enjoyed in high school, that it was going to be the thing that you studied and made your life? You know, I th- I think pretty much right away in grade ten. Oh, I think shit, really? yeah, I think that as soon as as soon as I, I I got I got in and I and I started and I started watching theater sports and I started uh, uh, participating in it and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just got the bug, and then and then I was just taking the courses, and mm. but I think right from grade ten, it was just something that was extraordinary, and it was something that I'd never done or seen before, and it's also it was a, a certain amount of uh, of blood pressure that that I'd never felt before that was mm. that felt healthy, mm-hmm. and um, but I but it was just the, I think my mind was working in a in a different way to tell a story, but also to how you know to you know, look at sources, but when we were, we were given so much free range Like we were writing, uh, you know, bad plays and, and, uh, performing them. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we were young, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're 15 years old and, and with a teacher that is giving you what is what, allowing your imagination to be unleashed, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And I think that, uh, I think that that allowability, um, and, and freedom of the spirit was something that I just didn't want to let go. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's the, that's the age when you should be writing bad plays. Oh my God. Like, Uh, yeah, not fucking right. Just like do whatever. You learn so much. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, did you always want to be a director? No, no, I don't No, I don't think so. I I don't, I think that I, I just wanted to, I think I just wanted to be an actor and learn how to be an actor. And then it turned into how can I become a, an actor that works? Mm. And then can, how can I, be an actor that that uh, uh, that this is my only job, and yeah. then it turned into realizing that I was uh, a self-employed, you know, artist, and then I was a business. But no, I, 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 becoming a becoming a director, that taste didn't happen 
it's it you know everything everything is in, is in degrees right it yeah. sort of uh it sort of you know grows and it blossoms and and i i i've always had i love actors and mm-hmm. i've always loved working with a really good actor and the scene partner and what the what hurt me the most is when i would hear stories from actors about about bad experiences with directors mm-hmm. um uh whether or not it's a you know uh verbal abuse or just not listening like you know there's there was like a generation mm-hmm. of that shit but the with being in the being in rehearsal halls and as i got a bit more with experience and, and as i got older i started to realize that 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 an actor could would be having a conversation with a director, but the director actually wasn't listening to the actor. Right. It's, it, it's in, and it's not and it's not woeful. Um, uh, I don't want to hear you. Mm-hmm. It's actually just not uh, understanding that like what the what the simple need was right. from that from that actor. Right. And sometimes the the an actor needs to ask a question, but doesn't necessarily uh, uh, n- want an answer. It just needs to be heard, like out just out yeah, out, yeah. out loud, yeah. a, an idea or or a question, um, and. Uh, and I think that just by witnessing that and, and, um, and when, and they got to the point of where I, I thought that I, when I, when I was doing, if I'd be doing a, sh- if I was doing a show and I would, I would look at the play and I'd see that you ha- had, a, had, had a speech it, a, about a, a page and a half prior, mm-hmm. I'll just start finding myself in a position that gives you a better position because I know it's coming. Right. Like yeah. I just started. I think I've. Uh, I, I was always seeing in things in a, in a macro right. vision. Yeah, yeah. And I never read a play. I never really. I never read a play with my my character. I've always. I kind of just see the whole. Hmm. Um, like I see the whole story. Yeah. On on stage. Yeah. And and then it's like I'm I'm just a small part of it. And then I think it just kind of grew of understanding and just listening to uh, to directors talk about sound cues and then you learn about lighting and all this stuff. And, and after a while I realized that I wasn't getting, I wasn't scared anymore uh, as an actor, huh. like opening night as an actor. I, I, it doesn't, I'm not, uh, it doesn't, I'm not nervous. Hmm. Um, anymore. Even, even with like a, a brand new, brand new play as an actor. Yeah. No, as an actor, I just, I just don't get, I just don't get nervous. Anymore. Huh. It's huh. like, the, like the, I, I'd love the work. Yeah. But but the the it's the it's the rehearsal hall that I love, mm-hmm. yeah. and um and I I'm just finding it, you know, unless I'm with the right group of people that want to work for until we close, uh, you know, performing is just becoming a more challenging, right? You know, so you're moving, you're feeling you're moving more towards the directing as as uh, as the calling. Oh, I pretty much just I just direct. Okay, now. I I try to I try to. I try to act at least once, uh, once a, a year or a season, to to in order for me to be the director that I want to be for right. actors. I don't yeah. want to. I, I I can't lose. I can't lose that perspective mm-hmm. uh, of being an actor, or I don't think that I'd be the the type of director that will always understand actors, understand what they're going through. Yeah. But also, the creative process changes mm-hmm. all the time, and and if if one is not current with the generational uh, uh, change in the creative process mm-hmm. then the as a director i don't think that you can be you can mm-hmm. constantly grow but that's just my that's just me you know. that's not a that's not a, a freaking thesis of no of, but i think it's of how you should be a good director just I think, works for me you know i think that it's it's you know it's a completely uh, it makes sense that you would want to act to be a better director 
Yeah, and that's just me. Like, yeah. there's like, you know, I've got a great, like, you know, like Alan Dilworth, I think is like, you know, like I bow down to the, to, to Mr. Dilworth. And, you know, he doesn't have to be an actor to, to, um, to become a better director. Mm-hmm. He's just, he just, he just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Like, I'm just talking about my recipe. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, it's not like a, a, a blanket, uh, for everybody. That's all. Do you remember the first show that you directed? Uh, the first show I directed, uh, I believe, professionally okay no i i did i did um oh my god you're asking me this i think um other than something stupid in high school i think uh sue gary wrote this play called simple celibate so uh sober and i directed it for the fringe uh uh french festival Mm -hmm. and um and then right after that i was asked to do my first professional play wow yeah Hmm. Yeah, my first professional play was directing Colin Wagner's The Monument. Okay. For Obsidian. Right. That was nominated for like seven Doras or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. What was your path to uh, your time at, at uh, a factory? Because you were co artistic director with Nina at one time? Is that? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina and I, was the, we were the co artistic directors for four years together. Yeah. yeah. How did yeah. that How did that come about that, 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 the, that you were chosen as co artistic directors? Uh, well, we, 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 we applied for the, for the, for the leadership, for the artistic directorship as oh, a team. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, but we were, you know, we, we were both, we both had great relationship with, with the, with the factory theater and, mm. and Ken Gass was our, our mentor for years and years. And, right. and, uh, and the well being of, and the health of that organization was always important for us. Mm-hmm. But no, we, 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 we applied together and, okay. and, uh, I remember her asking me, "Are you going to do it?" It's like, "No, I'm going to do it if you do it." So we just thought we'd just do it together. Huh. We work, we work, uh, we work really well as a team. And yeah, and yeah, no, I love, I, I love that woman. She's a, she's smarter than you and I put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had the pleasure of, of interviewing her. It's a really good conversation. So you can really sort of see what she's doing. Yeah, um, yeah, and we and we just and our our, our I think our dynamic was really great with each other. Yeah, because you know? she, you know, she's like. I, a silent thinker and I'm like, a, I'm <laughs> it was interesting because you guys took over the, the factory at sort of a tumultuous time. There was the, uh, Ken gas, uh, leaving or being pushed out and factory was taking a lot of flack from the community. And then you guys came in and I don't know if any of that flack came on you or a lot of shit. Yeah. Came on us. But yeah. we took it. It's, you know, they, a lot of ways better rest than somebody else. Yeah. Did you did you expect that the flack would continue like, for as long as it for did? as long as it did? Or no, no, no. I think that if anything else, that's what we were kind of surprised that 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 um, that it lasted for as long as yeah. it did. But you know, it was it was a it was a uh, you know there there's people that were hurt and it was mm-hmm. emotional and yeah. and I don't think that you can have any real expectations on anyone's uh, emotions healing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But but. We, um, you know, we were, you know, we loved it and we loved Ken and yeah. the, the, the theater now is, is, uh, is incredibly healthy. It has a fantastic identity and a new brand. And, and I think, I believe people still love, you know, going there and, and, um, and Nina, Nina is just, you know, I think that Nina should just be running all or arts organizations in this country. I would actually like, you know, if she could clone herself, it might be really good for the no, arts she, organization. No, I, if, you know. you, if you gave her, if you gave her more files on that desk, she would, she would be able to do it. <laughs> you know. as, long as, you, well, as long as you give her enough, 
chocolate and coffees. So, oh, you know, now you've given mm-hmm. everybody the secret, but like, I love the work that she's doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, you know, like you were saying, she's just fucking doing it. Yeah. Like just putting people of color on that stage and not really, I mean, not really making a big deal out of it. It just is. It, it shouldn't is. be a big deal. Yeah, no, know. it shouldn't. But it's, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I think it's more than optics. I think it, mm-hmm. sure it might be easier for for Nina to do because she, you know, because she's a, 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 a you know, uh, you know, she's a woman of color, mm-hmm. or you know, she's she's uh, from the Philippines, and and so she's she's ex- she is experiencing the world as a young woman, but as a as a as a non-white artist in this country mm-hmm. that is that has been that has been. Uh, you know, white, uh, white dominated. And so we, you know, we see the world differently than, than, uh, than whites. And so yeah. it's, it's not, it's not an effort for us to, um, uh, to instigate that practice because that practice is just who we are and yeah, yeah. it's who Nina yeah. is. And, mm. and, uh, and it's when, it's, it's when you, it's when you, you muscle it is when it becomes tokenism. Mm. It's when you muscle it is when you don't understand it. Yeah. And when you muscle it is when you actually start, uh, becoming blind of people's uh, mm. cultures and ethnicities. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at what point did you get involved in other side of the game? Were you, were you there in the early days or did you just come in for the production? Uh, maybe like around like the 50 yard line. Okay. Um, uh, Amanda, Amanda Harrison and, and had been working on the play that gets, that's been, that went through its, you know, its own, um, uh, its own growth. And then, uh, and then Cahoots, uh, Cahoots started working with, 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 with Amanda. Marjorie Chan became the dramaturg. And I think they did a couple of, a couple of, um, of workshops of it. I'm not the, I'm actually the wrong person asking of the, of the early growth, but Marjorie, Marjorie Chan, the artistic director of Cahoots, uh, for those listening that don't know Marjorie Chan, <laughs> um, uh, asked me, I think it was maybe, was it last year? Where, where are we right now? In October? You're right October, yeah. Uh, no, so it was like about a year and a half ago okay. um, that she asked me to if I wanted to come on to uh, to direct a workshop of of, of the play and um, and uh, directing a workshop of the play uh, with the understanding of, of, of if we were both um, mutually interested of of being uh, the director for the production mm-hmm. and so that so I came on for a, a workshop of it last year september mm-hmm. so yeah september of of 2016 okay and uh yeah and then started working with amanda and then i just kind of got hooked on the play and what she was uh tackling and and mm-hmm. her and the craft and also i hadn't had an opportunity to work with uh cahoots before so mm-hmm. there was like a, a lot of uh a lot of great ships that were coming together at the same time yeah so so I guess the short answer is eh, a year and a half ago. <laughs> Sorry. Did, Sorry. did did I mean this question might seem like it's self evident, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is it that you saw in the play that you felt like you needed to tackle? I needed to tackle. I I wanted to tackle the the the, the issues of race mm-hmm. and um and the investigation of, uh, of racial, of, of, well, of, of, of criminal injustice, the criminal, the injustice of the criminal system. And, and also because I, right away, I realized that I, I didn't know, uh, very much about the, the civil rights movement or the activism, um, the activism that was happening in the seventies in Toronto. And a lot of my, uh, attraction to the play and curiosity 
was kind of sparked about what I did not know. Hmm. And so how much, um, how much I didn't know about it, it was kind of scary. Yeah. And I kind of just tried, I kind of just take things down that scare the shit out of me. Um, so because, because, you know, my, I, my wife always says that, that, that I, I will only do things that I don't understand right. or I don't know how to do. Okay. Um, um, I, uh, that's, I get, I get attracted to the place that I, I don't know what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not, not to devalue, but, but to me. And, um, and then, and so it, it scares the crap out of me. And so I get closer to the first day of rehearsal and I get more and more stressed because I feel like I've done absolutely like, you know, no research, although there's like, you know, 82 pages of it. And like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And then I have to be reminded that that's how I feel before every like first day of school. Mm -hmm. But if it, it's, yeah. if it's scare if it scares me, then I'm, I'm generally attracted to it now. When, when you're working like that, when you don't know what you're going to do with it, are you, are you just figuring it out as you go? Do you learn with the actors or do you find no. that you knew all along? Like, something uh, well, I, 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 I kind of knew all along, yeah. but it doesn't come into play place until you have your collaborators with you, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I mean, like I love actors in which I can, I can have an idea, but it's not until, or like even like a, 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 a like a, a way of moving through the play, mm. but it's not going to, it's not going to blossom. It's not going to make sense until you have your your collaborators, which is your actors and, and your designers. I, mm -hmm. I I I love I love being a director because you can get a group of really talented people together and let them do what they do. Yeah. And and if 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 I'm if I'm shepherding these these great minds, then. If I'm shepherding it well, then something incredible is going to happen. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, it's just it's just it's just articulating some of my ideas, but letting them go. Yeah. Like I love being surprised. Like I like a, having a conversation with a, with a, with a set designer. Uh, Joanna Yu is the set designer for um, for this for other side of the game, and I'm you know I I'm always just surprised about what she comes back with. Right. You know, because your initial conversation is like, oh, I'm thinking about this and this is what the play means to me. And you just have sort of have these, these design jams, these, these gabs. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, uh, and then I, I just, I want to be surprised with, and with, with a couple of weeks later when she comes back, which I'm thinking about this. It's like, there's no way I would have fucking thought about that. Right. Of course. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so, and so now I will fit my, some of my ideas inside that environment. Yeah. Um, and and then so it blossomed from there, and then mm. and then uh, you know uh, Caitlin Hickey is, is the lighting designer, and 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 what she brings to it is something that that is beyond my imagination. Yeah. Vern Good, who is the sound designer, who I collaborate with with a lot, she she brings it just and, and Rachel Forbes is the costume designer. So I, I want I want the designers to 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 come with their creativity, mm -hmm. and and like I'm not the I'm not the I'm not I'm not the fucking boss of it. I'm the boss of their creativity. I'm just, I just try to, I just try to show the, the, I try to articulate and show the road in which I'd like to go down, mm. but how they go down that road and in what, what, what vehicles we go down that road is that becomes collaborative. Huh. That's not probably the best metaphor, but that's all I had right now. No, it's good. I'm tired. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you, are you on the social media? Are you on Facebook, Twitter? No, I, no? I refuse to be on Facebook. I will never be on Facebook. You'll never find me on Facebook. No. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. I'm on Twitter. I start, I was on, I started a Twitter account because 
when I was co artistic director at Factory. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Do you, is it defunct or do you do you tweet still or? Uh, no, it's not defunct. It's still okay. it's still there. I, I'm you know with with Twitter. I I think the thing is that I I what I've learned about Twitter is that uh, I don't think that I've. Uh, I don't think I've found my voice on Twitter. So, sure. uh, and, and I'm not a, I'm not a, ooh, like, look at the, ain't this cat cute kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, sometimes I'm on it, sometimes I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. it, Twitter kind of bugs the shit out of me because I, I can spend my whole day scrolling and I don't like yeah. spending my whole day scrolling. No, 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 of course. Yeah. I don't like looking into my phone. Yeah. But I, I do enjoy some things of what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I'm not. I, I know I. This is gonna kill me. But I'm, I'm not uh, on social media very much, and mm. I've got a. Uh, I, I kind of resist well, social media. It's, it, it can be a time suck. Yeah, it, it is. It can totally be yeah. a time suck, and yeah. you're doing other things, and you don't need the time suck. Yeah, I, you know, seriously, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather spend the time with, with, with my daughters and or mow the fucking lawn yeah. than, than, <laughs> than be looking at, at Twitter. But also, Facebook is something mm. I'll, I'll. I, I, I was never interested in yeah. Yeah. because when I left high school, I left high school for a reason. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. want to be found. Mm, I don't, you yeah, know, yeah. like I'll, if, if there's a party and I didn't know about it because it was Facebook, well then I've been to that party. Yeah. Like then I missed it. Like yeah. if someone wanted to invite me to a party, they'd invite me. Yeah. But there's, there's, I don't, I don't really know what on Facebook I've missed no. or I'm missing. You probably haven't missed much. I mean, I always wish that cause you know, eventually everybody's high school people that even the people you don't want to know anymore they always find you and i always wish there was like a are you fucking kidding me button when you get like a, <laughs> right. a friend request from somebody yeah. that you're like are you kidding there in yeah. and there is it's yeah. it's actually it's actually not going on facebook yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like there's lots of there you know yeah. there are people from high school that i it would be great to you know to, to see but there's yeah. also uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm an escapist. I, I like to I like to play different sound sound like I like to move forward. Sure. Yeah. And so um yeah, and there's also like I don't wanna be wrong. Yeah. But also my you know, I think that I think that my, my life uh in my career and my business has become like I'm I'm uh, it, it's very public. Yeah. You know, as being being an actor, being being um an artist you uh, there, you, I'm at a disadvantage in which, sure. in which, at any given night, between 200 or a thousand people can be seen watch you perform. Yes, and I don't know you. Yes, and um, and then you know you kind of bump into them, like, and I think it's great. It's like, oh my, I saw you in that, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But after after a while, like, I think that what it is, like, I'm 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 aggressive about my privacy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite violent about about that. Well, you know, like a. Um, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then, and then when I when I got married, and then when I have children, I'm I'm even I'm I'm just even more. Sure. I'm very I'm very protective of sure. uh, of of my space that does not sh- get shared with my with sure. with the art that I make or the art that I'm involved in. Sure. So I think that's why I I I like to I stay quiet and and. Sure on social media there's and also i think that my 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 art is my activism sure. and so if i have something to say then just if you look at the 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 place that i do mm-hmm. then you'll know what i feel about that yeah. fucking politics mm-hmm. cool can i ask you what your twitter handle is or you oh it's it's uh it's it's ns it's nsw nigel okay Cool. Oh my God, I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Nigel NSW or NSW Nigel. I will find it. You'll find it. I will find it. Yeah, and it'll be it, but it's. I think it's yeah, but it's 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 Nigel Sean Williams. Yeah, not Nigel Nigel Williams. Okay. There was a lot of 
Nigel Williams is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you doing this. I, I, re- I really enjoyed the conversation, too. Awesome. And thanks for inviting me on it. Great. Thank you. It's nice meeting you.